Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. One for podcasting. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Wednesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. And certainly appreciate you spending some of your morning here with Trent and myself. Boy, oh boy, after last night, there's certainly a ton to recap, and we look forward to doing that uh, in the next couple of hours. Uh, coming up on the BMW of Des Moines guest list here today, we're going to talk with our friend uh, Danielle West of the uh, LifeServe uh, Blood Support Center. Close. Close. No support. LifeServe Blood Center. LifeServe Blood Center, right. Well, we're going to support their endeavor. How about yes, that? Yes, we were out there last year at Principal Park. It was on the Cy-Hawk. eve of the Cyhawk yeah. Day. It was cold. It was freezing out there. Went, got my blood drawn. Yes, you did. It's a quick, easy process, and now even more than last year. The importance mm-hmm. of doing that and helping out these hospitals where the needs continue to grow. There are all kinds of different questions out there. The plasma side of it, too, which is big if you do have those antibodies from COVID. A uh, lot of opportunities out there, but getting ready for that. That is coming up on Friday again this year, and an opportunity. Get out there. It's quick. You make your appointment. You're in and out of there. It's an incredibly quick process. Not something that's going to take your whole afternoon, your whole morning, something no. like that. You're in and out of there very quickly. Uh, Daniel West will shed more light on that. KXNO and uh, Life Serve Blood Center uh, t- uh, teaming up on Friday to co-sponsor that event. Pete Futek is here. College football news. He'll be in about 1035. We will go around college football with Pete. Boy, yesterday afternoon for about 40 minutes, the juices were certainly <laughs> flowing. And then all of a sudden, wham. Uh, the cap man, David Cap. Kaplan is here. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy on a weekly basis. He'll uh, join us live, as he always does now, uh, since his show has moved. Time slots on ESPN 1000 in Chicago. We get Cappy live today, 11.05 for the Capman. We'll talk White Sox. We will talk Cubs. We will talk Bears and anything else Chicago-related uh, with Cappy. And then John Bowen Camp, who... Again, is out on the free agent list. Yeah. The Maven. I saw the Maven. I wondered about that trend. Mm-hmm. In fact, I meant to ask you. Um, over the last week or so, the Maven made a ton of cuts, and I believe that they're facing a ton of lawsuits coming against them from former ownership, uh, the Sports Illustrated arm, and, and that um, that marriage has not gone well, to say the least. Right. And uh, sadly, a whole bunch of guys. I think Matt Poston's lost his gig with the Cowboys, another of our oh, guys. Really? Covers the Big 12 at Heartland College Sports, but also moonlights as the uh, Cowboys Maven reporter. And I believe that um, most of the NFL teams lost their Maven um, 
assigned reporter. So anyways, uh, John Bowenkamp is going to be here. Not that John Bowenkamp is out of touch in the two days that he has been on the unemployment line, but John will chime in at 1125. Uh, on the latest, maybe where he's going to go. He's a good guy, and I hate to see guys uh, lose their gigs. want to start with the uh, uh, the Super Bowl ring that the uh, Chiefs got yesterday. Wow. <laughs> Is that a classic? And Andy Reid, what a classic line he had about where you can wear the ring, etc. And, you know, he might wear it. And he walks into a uh, fast food place and he points at the uh, points at the menu up on the board behind him. Make get a free cheeseburger if the uh, person by the cashier sees that he's a Chiefs fan. It was obviously funnier than that. But I'm paraphrasing uh, Andy Reid. Uh, really good that he got a ring as a head coach. And uh, they're certainly shiny, Trent, if nothing mm-hmm. else, man. Boy, oh, boy. I, don't, I would love to know. I'm sure we can find it if I would have looked how much those things are worth. Did Patrick Mahomes ring that he was awarded, that he won uh, yesterday, was that worth more than the one that he put on his f- now fiancé's uh, ring finger yesterday as he got engaged? You see the size of that rock? I didn't. My wife did. And she pointed that out to me this morning. I guess it's um, it caught a lot of people's attention. Well, you got a half billion dollars coming your way. Well, you can right? probably afford a pretty good ring. So, what, what's the old um, what's was two mid- months salary? Is that what it is? Okay, two months two salary. Month salary. So, whatever you make, uh-huh. you take that to two months of that. So, a sixth of what you make in a year, you're supposed to put into the ring that you're going to put on your wife's uh, ring finger at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Did you do that? My wife picked out her own ring. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it, it was not one sixth of your salary no, and at I the think time. She's probably. I think she's gone through like five or six wedding rings. Since oh really? We oh okay. She finds one. She upgrades. Uh-huh. She's a picker. All wife. right. And, find uh, something she likes. Yeah, find yeah. something. She chose. It's, it's it's a ring. Right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyways, but uh, good for them. Happy for them. He's, it's Patrick Mahomes, a great story. I wish he was in a different division, but I uh, can't have everything. Uh, he's a pain in the you-know-what if you're not a fan of that team, but boy, oh, boy, he's good. Did you uh, see our buddy Mitch Holtis? Our, I did, our, yeah. Our friend Wolfie sent us yeah. the uh, Oki Hawkeye on Twitter, sent us the video of that. That was really cool to see Absolutely. Mitch. Absolutely. Uh, boy, you could, though he had a mask on, mm-hmm. that, that guy was grinning ear to oh, ear. Oh, he had to have been, right? Yeah. Uh, we'll have Mitch Holtis in here next week as he will begin to join us on a weekly basis. Uh, now the training camp is behind us, and one week from tomorrow night, the NFL is going to start, ready or not, college football this weekend. Uh, we'll get into that at some point, uh, probably with Pete Futek as we go around uh, college football. Trent, um, I, look, I, I'm not complaining. I'm really, truly not complaining. It's But, okay, maybe a little bit. It, it's hard to watch. There's just so much going on. And you get alerted on Twitter that, Something is happening, so you go away from the game that you're watching, mm-hmm. and you're watching the drama that you were alerted to. Meanwhile, back on another channel, something else is going on. I mean, we're in September baseball. We should have September. Uh, we should have uh, down the stretch baseball, getting into football, obviously. But you throw in playoff NHL hockey, and I'm in. And there was playoff. There was overtime last night uh, with the Flyers on the verge of elimination. If they had not, they scored. They would have gone home, left the bubble, the NBA. We had a Game 7 with two uh, kids here that certainly moved the needle with half of the uh, state's fan support. Nah, maybe not half, but you get my point. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Monte Morris and George Niang. That was amazing, especially the ending of that oh. game. Your Twins and the White Sox was as good a baseball game. That's hyperbolic. You probably could say that every couple of days, but it was thoroughly entertaining. The Cubs open up a big lead, give it up. 
win in extra innings. You see that runner on second base, which certainly adds something. It was a crazy night of sports. It was the sport, in a good sport way. that we were hoping for. Yeah. And like I said yesterday, when when, when you take anything just to be mad about sure. a game back in April and May, and yeah. and that's what I was the day before, I was on the edge of my seat. I was so locked in. I I pride myself in being incredibly good with the clicker, <laughs> with, with the remote control. That, that's uh-huh. one thing that have to be quick, have to be good, have to know where you're going. And when I go to people's house to watch games and they're not good. Well, it, they just do it differently than you it, do. It, it frustrates me right. to no end. And that's why yeah, we're having a couple of couples over, having some something for the kids to uh, keep them entertained and a couple of friends. I like to just do it at our house so I can be in control of that right. remote. But I missed the final possessions of the Jazz Nuggets oh, game. Oh, my. And just because I was so locked into the baseball and I was on the edge of my seat mm-hmm. throughout. The importance of that game is 1 of 60. But those 60 yeah. games are so important, and, and to get the division and to get what comes along with it in terms of, yeah, home home field, will there be home last field, will there be bubbles? Last what we're talking last about. Last at-bats, yeah. but also the way the bracket, bracket more than likely is going to break down. You certainly want to be in that position. And I was just there. I was locked in. And then, same thing as you, on Twitter, oh, I missed it. Mm-hmm. I just crestfallen that I, that I missed that, and then going back and watching the last minute oh, of the my. game uh, on the replay and just... Those are the times where you're like, I like to see things live. There, there's still something about that. You don't miss anything. I mean, you miss so much less than you used to because of social media and everything's mm-hmm. there, and you can find anything out of the drop of a hat, but there's still something about seeing those moments live and being part of that community on social media while it's happening. I was disappointed I missed out on that. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, it really, it truly was. Do you think that shot was going down? Yeah, because they they, they missed the layup at the other end yeah. to put the salt the game away. I was, I think it was, I don't know, I don't even remember who it was. Mm-hmm. But he had an uncontested layup, uh, and then they get the ball, and it's going to be a three, and that's going to way that the the Nuggets season is going to end on a missed layup the at there at one end of the floor, tick 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 down to the other end of the floor, three pointer. Celebration, Jazz go crazy, Nuggets go home. I truly thought that. Did you uh, see afterwards? Jamal Murray was on Scott Van Pelt on Sports Center. Didn't. And uh, they're you know just talking about the game, and Van Pelt says you know is talking about how gassed both him and Mitchell both look, which they did. Mm. I mean those two guys, you can see how much they put into it. And uh, Van Pelt asks him, so getting ready for the game Thursday, and Jamal Murray goes, wait. You have two days off. <laughs> he, he didn't, didn't even know they were didn't those. even realize that yeah, the turnaround with the Clippers was was coming on Thursday. That's funny, and he was just like, "Oh boy!" <laughs> I mean, so he got one day. Yeah, he he could tell he was just so disappointed. He thought he's going to have an extra day to get Sounds ready. Sounds like yeah, that might be a lean toward the Clippers if the whole team is completely <laughs> right. exhausted and thought yeah. they had a couple of days to prepare for that next round. Well, well you've got do we have a game seven? To, yes, yes, we do. We do. Right? Rockets Thunder. Yeah, and that's the late game. Yes, yeah, late yeah. game tonight. Um, Milwaukee, Miami first, and Miami's up one nothing. Jimmy, Bob. you know it's been so crazy this week. Not that we spend a ton of time on golf, mm-hmm. unless it's a major, right? I mean, Sunday's finish was an all timer, right? And we didn't even not touch a on peep it. until Wednesday at uh, twelve minutes after ten. We are two big golf fans. We're two guys that at least flip it on seemingly every single well, week. And I didn't see it until the very end. Again, it was another Twitter yep, alert. I was the exact same way. And Rom's comeback and the way he was. Dustin Johnson's putt to even send it to an extra hole. And uh, I was a little bit frustrated because I was looking Saturday night. I was going to fire at something for the golf the next day. And, and DJ's lead was so he and 
all right. I looked at a couple. So I took Rom to finish in the top five, and it was like plus one twenty or something oh, like that. Boy. But for him to come you back left to money win on oh, the table, and I, and I looked at that thing for a long, long time. Those are another one of those is shaking your head. Well, I had you, that. I had that, and it, yeah. he didn't pull the trigger. I'm with you. I mean, I, don't, I can't. I can't tell you how many times I had that horse and right. I didn't play him. Right. <laughs> uh, speaking of horse, we're gonna do some Derby stuff tomorrow. Yeah. And then Jason Luch on Wednesday. It's so crazy. The Kentucky Derby's on. Saturday. It is the first Saturday in September. It's the first Saturday in September. Crazy. It's only happened one other time. And I actually have a little piece of memorabilia. I used to collect Churchill Downs mm-hmm. when I was collecting uh, within the last 20 years. Churchill Downs old program. I got some really cool old programs. Not that they mean anything mm-hmm. like from the 19 teens. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, some old ones, some derby stuff. But the only other time that the derby wasn't run on the first Saturday in May was during World War II. Okay. Uh, was it 1945? I don't. Uh, I should look at the piece of memorabilia. But so I've got the only other or a piece of it, anyways. Um, but yeah, it's it's just crazy that it's going to be this weekend. Like we need more stuff. But Jason Luch and Dennis Allbaugh, two Ankeny guys, have a horse in the race that's got a got a chance. No, no, not to win. I don't think. I think that there's a there's a freak in there. The name of Tis the Law. He and is a, he'll be an overwhelming favorite. But their horse is is, is coming up to the race. As good as he's ever been. Chance to hit the board? That's what we're going to That's the Claxons. That's going to okay. be one of the Claxons prop. Will Thousand Words is his name. Hit the board. Okay. Yes or no. Simple as that. So we'll talk to Jason on. Uh, I mean, th- th- here's the thing about that, just real quick. This will be four out of the last five Kentucky Derbies. Is it four, uh, four out of the last five Derbies that these two local guys from Ankeny don't have a ton of horses? Mm-hmm. Have a horse in the biggest race in the world. And pick out their horses on their own when they're yearlings at the big yearling sale. Yeah, they can write the check, but a lot of guys can write the check. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go and they and they watch the. They've never run before when they're buying. They have no idea if he's going to even make it to the races. But they buy horses that uh, buy, do uh, looking at confirmation and pedigree. Think that they'll be able to get a mile and a quarter in four of the last five years. That's remarkable territory that they're in. So I'm looking forward to talking to Jason Luch. A couple of reasons: they have a horse in the Derby. Mm-hmm. And he's a really good guy. And yeah. he's from a good family. And Dennis Alba as well. Anyway, so let's get back to sports yesterday. I want to talk, let's uh, do the uh, Big Ten for min, uh, the middle of the afternoon. Well, actually, it broke during our show. Mm-hmm. And we reminded people of our policy at Miller and Condon that we do not inject politics into our program. But it was hard not to yesterday. It's been hard not to the last six months. True. <laughs> True. Um, but when the president reached out to the commissioner of the Big Ten, Kevin Warren, and yeah, as I would come to find out, there's probably something behind the fact that he didn't reach out to the Pac-12 and did the Big Ten. So I'm learning these things, mm-hmm. right? I, I don't know. Uh, but I get it. But at the same time, you know what? Even if that has anything to do with it, this is a benefit for Ken. <laughs> yes, yeah. I want Big Ten football, right? So politics aside. So we, we, we mentioned it on the program. And boy, Trent, for about two hours maybe, it started to feel like... Holy mackerel. It's happening. And then Dan Patrick puts out that tweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of his, what do they call him? The Danettes mm-hmm. uh, tweeted a little bit of a tease that Big Ten News coming. Um, and then the Big New Ten News came. But you know what I'm starting to realize? Sadly, I think that it's not just guys at our level of sports media that get played. It's guys at the very top mm-hmm. that get played and I believe now the way this thing, because Trent, it went from zero to 100 miles an hour 
and then it was like it hit a bridge abutment. It just wham. St- I'm talking about Twitter. Yeah. Because it was crazy, right? It's that happening. That one o'clock hour. Nuts. Absolutely. Yeah. It was everybody. It was from the local level to the national level. Everybody had sources. Everybody had yeah. things. And, and it felt like that boulder oh was starting God, to roll down happening. the... October 10th, that date was thrown out by Dan Patrick. Then it was the 17th, and then back to October 10th again. So is this going to happen? Is there a glimmer of hope that we're going to see October Big Ten football? You know what my theory is? I think that, what's the dude's name at the Ohio State, the guy that's, Twitter guy that's got... Suryat. Suryat. I knew it was about sailing. I was going to say something sailor. Suryat and Dan Patrick are both being fed the same narrative mm-hmm. by potentially... Because you remember last week, the Big Ten coaches are on a teleconference yeah. call as we speak. Right? They're coming up with a plan. Well, they didn't have the president's backing to have this call. I'm starting to think that whoever wants their narrative to be heard, and it leads me to believe coaches, and it leads me to Columbus, Ohio, because... Everybody's got a lot to lose financially. Everybody. And we're seeing it across the Big Ten footprint. We're seeing it across college sports in general. Right. But Ohio State's got a ton to lose, Trent. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a national championship contender without a doubt. You take them away, you take away the season and, and the impact, and that will be felt for years and years. In Ohio State, they recruit differently mm-hmm. than the rest of the Big Ten. They play differently than the rest of the Big Ten. They are off on their own island because of that in Ohio State and the continued push that we've seen, Iowa's involved, Nebraska's involved. Those are the three we know. In order for this to be overturned, if you will, you basically need 10 of the 14 school presidents to be able to then make a vote to say, yes, let's try mm-hmm. this. Well, you know you got three. You got Ohio State, you got yep. Iowa, you have Nebraska. Not getting get, Purdue. Not getting Purdue. No, the president came out yesterday. He's a former governor, apparently, as you well. You can get Wisconsin. I don't know. I think he can. I think he can get Penn State. Yeah. Possibly Indiana. Illinois, no. Northwestern, no. Minnesota, no. So those are three no's. And will it come down to something as simple as the new schools? Maryland Rutgers very well could decide Uh. if there is Big Ten football this year. Well, I think there will. I think that the Thanksgiving still has a glimmer of hope. I don't think October has a chance. I think that that was the Big Ten coaches, specifically uh, from the state of Ohio, or somebody feeding Dan Patrick that. Where's Patrick from? Ohio. He's from Dayton. Right. Um, And Suryat is? Ohio State. Uh Um, That tells me that. That they're getting Ryan Day or somebody. Somebody's feeding them this inside information. That football their building. narrative. They yeah. want it out there. And then Bill Moose comes out last night. He's interviewed by one of the Nebraska. Might have been an Omaha station. Said there's nothing to this. Yeah. The best case scenario, we start on Thanksgiving weekend. And if you do that, you're not going to play for a national nope. championship. The the reason this That's October. That's why Ryan Day wants October. Yes, this October 10th date is out there. That is when you can realistically still get in even an eight-game conference schedule. You do that, have a little bit of flexibility, mm-hmm. and still be in contention for the national playoff. Right. And, and that's why this date is throwing out. Spring football, that was the initial one. Oh, we'll look at a spring. Well, we learned very quickly, nobody wants that. No, nobody on the late. football side wants that. Yeah. You're putting it too close to the 2021 season. Right. It just it will not work. NFL, they, they can be flexible and move their draft, but they don't want to because mm-hmm. they had, look what they had. They had no OTAs this year. Right, yeah. They're practicing for the first time. It's not going well for my guy, by the way. No, Ugh. no, Drew Locke's been awful. Oh, Drew Locke's been awful. 
I, I heard all summer how yeah, great he was going to be. So did I. Where'd you hear that from? There's a guy across the glass from me. Uh, let's take a time out, and then we'll get Danielle Weston here. We'll give her her own segment, trying to instead of putting her at the end of this one. Uh, KXNO uh, teaming up with the the good folks over there, and we want to uh, give Danielle West from Life Serve Blood Center a good uh, five ten minutes to tell us about the event coming up this Friday. Pete Futek as well. But right now, we're in the waning days of this promotion. KXNO and iHeart would love to help you pay your bills. Text the keyword money to 200-200. Right now, it's your chance to win $1,000 money to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, Daniel West next. Uh, P. Futek coming up from College Football News. The Capman joins us at 11.05. Off we'll go to the Windy City. And then John Bowen Camp on the Big Ten in Iowa. Miller in Condon till noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, welcome back, Miller and Cotton, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Trent and I with you here until noon. Still to come this hour, Pete Futek, College Football News. Uh, He's coming up in about 15 minutes or thereabouts right now. Danielle West, uh, she is back with us, KXNO, uh, sponsoring this uh, blood drive coming up at Principal Park this weekend. Uh, Going to be a big day, hopefully. It was fun last being out there last year. Cold, if memory serves, it does. Uh, Daniel West joins us. Daniel Trent and Ken, thanks for coming back on. How are you? Thank you for having me. We're doing well. We're excited for Friday. Yeah, as are we over here at KXNO. Uh, well, uh, so, but we'll get to that in a second. Since we've last spoken, I know you guys had a big event oh, a few weeks ago. I'm sure you've had many uh, subsequent to that. But how's it been going? How's the community? Are, is the community um, supporting the needs for blood? Is there, I mean, that's, it's an ongoing thing, obviously. Uh, but how's, um, have you seen the community stepping up uh, and helping out in this very world? worthwhile cause yeah i mean we are very lucky to have an amazing community of blood donors we've been doing okay going you know week to week month to month we are a little concerned as we get near what we call education season where we used to have a lot of big high schools and colleges have big blood drives and you know as you can imagine they that looks very different for them we're not sure if they're going to be able to still host their blood drives in mm-hmm. their new world as well. So we're trying to remind people to come in to one of our donor centers or a different community blood drive to still be able to donate. Well, I, I saw the the flyer, if you will, the online flyer. We all bleed the same color regardless of what team that we cheer for. And the event is back at Principal Park. It's this Friday, 6.30 in the morning. Uh, if you're heading into the office uh, or you've got plans uh, for that morning but you want to do this, uh, be able to accommodate you early, 6.30 until noon uh, at Principal Park. Is it actually inside the ballpark this year? Is it up up uh, on one of the levels? Is that what I heard, Danielle? Yes. So this year we are up in the suites and press box area. So nice. So you can enter through the suites entrance and actually be able to overlook the field while they donate. 
right? And they, the entrance to that is on there. I'm trying to get my directions right. That would be on the south end mm-hmm. of the building. So if you're in the parking lot and you're looking at the uh, if you're looking at the ballpark, um, you just to your right. There's the main entrance there. You got in the elevator, up you go, and away you go. And I'm sure a lot of people yeah. there will be directing traffic, sure. Danielle, and getting people Correct. where they need to go. Uh, tell us a little bit how people can get involved. Of course, uh, you can go on your website, lifeservebloodcenter.org. But uh, I saw something pretty cool too. You can just text now and what? set up your appointment. Uh, fill us in on those details. Yes, so like you said, they can go to lifeservebloodcenter.org. They can also give us a call at 800-287-4903, or they can text LifeServe if they want to opt in to our text messages. They can text LifeServe at 999-777, and that will get them opted in to our text messages so they can make an appointment that way as well. And not that we want to, we believe we need to incentivize you to do this, but it's pretty cool. You get a T-shirt as well as a voucher that will be good for uh, a 2021 iCubs game ticket, right? Yes. So, unfortunately, you know, they're not having a season this year, but they gave us vouchers for next year's That's games, great. so they'll be good for next year's season. And then the Cubs shop will also be open during the blood drive and people can get 20% off of anything in the store if they'd like while they're at the drive. Outstanding. So I know that uh, it's, uh, in these times that we're in, it's appointment. You must have an appointment. Uh, what are you seeing, Danielle? What kind of give us an idea more early in the morning, more availability towards lunchtime? You guys are there 6.30 in the morning until noon. Is there a time slot that's pretty much open at this point where is your area of need on the appointment calendar yes so we still have um, around 35 appointments it looks like and really from 7 45 on there's a lot of availability really that first morning 6 30 to 7 30 is filled up but then from 7 45 all the way up till noon there's a lot of appointments still available good stuff and give us uh, one more time how we get those appointments i we, we know that uh, trent just alerted you can actually text now but you can also go online lifeservebloodcenter.org or the phone number 800-287-4903 timeline danielle let's say i have a I've got a 9 o'clock appointment. So what time do you want me there, and when will I be able to resume my day? So ideally, people come, you know, right around their appointment time. We're asking for people to make appointments just so we know exactly how many people are there at one time and can help ensure social distancing. And then usually the process is 45 minutes to an hour from start to finish. That's you walking in to you walking out. You can also fill out your history questions online the day of your donation before coming in. So you'll have that done, and that saves you probably 10, 15 minutes right there. So that cuts it down significantly. Good stuff. Danielle, uh, another question for you. I know we talked about this months and months back when we were first learning more and more about COVID, but people that donate blood, and you can also find out if you have the antibodies necessary and the plasma that comes along with it. To be honest, I haven't been reading nearly as much as I was during the beginning of the pandemic about everything on the medical side. Where are we on that side in terms of plasma and that possibly being something that can help out people that are dealing with COVID, that are hospitalized, and and people that can be involved that way too with you guys at LifeServe? 
Yeah, absolutely. So we are doing antibody testing to try to find more of those convalescent plasma donors. The need is still there in our local hospitals and nationwide. The need continues to grow where we're seeing more and more requests for this convalescent plasma. As a reminder, this is from people who thought they had COVID, who have a positive test result for COVID. They now have those antibodies that help them fight off the virus. They can donate plasma with LifeServ, and that is actually given directly to the hospitals and transfused to those patients that are in critical care right now because of COVID, and hopefully those antibodies will help them fight off the virus as well. So this is an ongoing need. We're looking for more and more of these convalescent plasma donors. You know, we've seen our positivity rate go up and down and up and down, but we know we have people out there that could be eligible to donate this and it's a special donation that we have right now that's really in need right now. Hmm. So excuse my ignorance on this question, but how long would a person carry those antibodies for? I mean, if I've had COVID... That's a great question. Okay, good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's a great question because there's a lot of research happening right now. We're actually working with the state health department to better track this Mm -hmm. because some people might have them for a long time and then some people, they might go away at some point. But then if they got the virus again, then they would have those antibodies again. But I don't think there's one um, general time frame right now that we've seen. We've had donors that have donated convalescent plasma 10 to 15 times already, and they still have those antibodies. And then we've seen some that they have may have their antibodies may not be as strong as they were, um, but they might get them again. So this, I think, antibody testing will help us better understand that as well. We cheer for different teams, but we all bleed the same color KXNO teaming up with our good friends over at LifeServe again this Friday, Principal Park, 6.30 in the morning, but those appointments, early ones, are for the most part gone. So 7.45 onwards, it lasts until noon. Uh, if you uh, are so inclined, we'd love to see you over there. You can set up your appointment, and we ask to do so in advance, LifeServeBloodCenter.org or uh, 800-287-4903. The whole process takes about an hour, but you can fill out that paperwork prior to coming in and uh, even carve off some time. Uh, Danielle, uh, best of luck to you on Friday. KXNO and LifeServe uh, together at Principal Park for this very, very worthwhile cause. Uh, we want you to fill up all those appointments, Danielle West. Thank you, as always. Uh, and We know we'll talk to you again in the future. Thank you so much. I always appreciate it, and we look forward to Friday. All right. Take care, Danielle. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Danielle West from the LifeServe Blood Center. Um, 7.45, earlier than that, all taken, Mm -hmm. but between 7.45 and noon, uh, there's still, she said, what, 35, I think, appointments available at that time. Let's Uh, get those filled up. I'd love to see it, Trent. Love to see it. Uh, Let's get Pete Futek in here, College Football News. He joins the program as we go around college football. Pete Trent, Ken in Des Moines, as always, thank you for coming on. I don't know how, what your, uh, what your afternoon was like, but ours was, you know, when we saw the, uh, the, the president and Kevin Warren meeting, apparently they had a phone call, started to pick up steam that there may indeed be Big Ten football earlier than we anticipated. We're not sure when we anticipated to start, either Thanksgiving or early January, some point in 2021. But for a couple of hours there, it seemed like there was really some momentum behind this. That momentum seems to have stalled, Pete. Uh, do, do you feel that same way? You really bought that? I did. Well, no, I wanted to buy it. <laughs> I wanted to buy. It. I didn't buy it, 
but I wanted to, if you get my joke. You bought it. You you (laughs) bought it hook line. I'm hearing you here. It was a stunt. Like, come on. Like, look, Donald Trump has an all-time run of of an ego, and that's nothing. It doesn't even get out of the locker room compared to the ego and the arrogance of a major college administrator. So now you're talking about questioning 11 college, major college presidents and the decisions that they made that they were, that now they're being questioned. Not a chance. They're not going to be swayed because Donald Trump wants to win a couple swing states. You know, this was just, it was window dressing. They're going to do what they're going to do. The Big Ten's going to do what it's going to do. Now, with that said, the one barrier to the Big Ten, you know, how can the Big Ten stay safe on all this, um, is that testing. the one thing, the testing, exactly. But where they failed in this is they did not, they weren't as transparent as the Pac-12. The Pac-12, if you read their document, laid it all out. They said three things. They said, one, we're in a global pandemic. What are you doing playing a contact sport, you knobs? Two, <laughs> we can't figure out travel. And three, we, and which matters to one and two, we don't believe our testing is good enough. And so if you can figure out that third part, everything else falls into place. And that's the, you know, everyone wants a vaccine, of course, but the, the third part seems to be the thing that's the barrier to everything. And now things are coming fast and furious here. There's the NBA-sponsored uh, saliva direct thing that looks like it's fast, reliable, and easy. You know, that's, that's going to happen. And so what the SEC has been banking on is that, and Sankey has said it, Every day there's something new that comes out. Well, by late September, early October, if all of a sudden you spit into a cup, swish it around, if it turns blue, you're fine, go. That changes it, and that's what the Big Ten could then say, you know what, maybe we can do this after Thanksgiving if that happens. And in that way, if all of a sudden Trump, for whatever reason, you know, for his own reasons or not, says, you know what, we're going to take all this stockpile of cool stuff we're kind of sitting on over here, and we're going to let you have some of it. Well, then maybe you do have Big Ten football a little bit faster. Pete, Kevin Warren, it has not been good. There has been more than we've ever seen, certainly I think in any of our lifetimes, the Big Ten seeming very fractured. Can Kevin Warren survive this? Can, can he come yeah. back short of bringing football back in some form and fashion, November, January, wherever it may be, or is he dead man walking? I will give you 750 million reasons why the Big Ten is just fine. Look, we're talking about this as media people, as fans, and you know people who desperately want to see the Big Ten back. We're not even talking about the. You know, the we're not even asking the right question here. We're not even playing the same game. Remember, the Big Ten doesn't care. There, you know, yes, there's individual schools that are losing money left and right, but the second that there's football again. This thing snaps right back. The Big Ten is the biggest conference in all of sports. It's got the biggest goal, biggest geographic reach, biggest alumni base, bit most money. It's the richest conference. It's got everything there. So, okay, so they had a PR problem. So, like, who cares? Like, what? There's no hit. It's not like the Big Ten brand is all of a sudden now tainted. It's they're just gonna be a. They're still a cash machine. So the second that this thing kind of changes back. Everything goes back to the way it was. So, so what's the problem? So people, so a bunch of you know, twenty nine parents show up in Park Ridge and you know have a you know hand painted sign, like ooh, you know, whatever. Nothing's really going to happen with the Big Ten as an entity. And Warren's fine. He's but remember, it's not his fault. It's the, he's at right. the he's, he's the, working for the college president. Mm-hmm. He's the messenger. 
Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Pete, we, should, uh, we got a lot of uh, kickoff times filled in yesterday. I don't know what it was like for you when you saw that. That, to me, brings... Um, cause I was kind of, uh, I don't want to get my hopes up. I don't want to get my hopes up and then my heart broken. But when I saw those kick times, not that that means we're not going to have outbreaks, but it, it just solidified the, to me that, you know what, they're going forward full speed ahead with this. Um, and, and some just classics, right? I mean, there, there's a date. I don't have it in front of me in November. Um, Georgia, or maybe it's October, Georgia and Alabama, Clemson and Notre Dame are on the same day. Yeah, two of the conferences aren't playing, at least to, to begin with, two of the Power Five conferences, the Big Ten and the Pac-12, but that doesn't mean that there's not going to be incredibly entertaining uh, football with huge, big-name brands uh, in the sport uh, that will be on our TV starting here this weekend. Oh, the betting line. As soon as it's, like, that was the, way, the one thing that has not been happening yet is the sports books didn't come out with lines until the last second for even week one. The second they're like, yeah, okay, now we got the lines coming in. Okay, now it's real. The second you can put your money down on yeah. a game, yep. that's now it's on. You know, times we can mess around with. Uh, but that's when I, I, it was like, okay, now it's starting to feel, I mean, look, Conference USA doesn't even have its full schedule figured out yet. Mm-hmm. Like there are still, there are still teams that are playing, you know, eight games. They're still looking for someone to play. You know, it's it's just still so weird. It's so bizarre, and there's really a crazy parts. We actually worse for the NFL. There's no buzz. I mean, part of the thing is okay, we've got football this week, but we don't have any of the big teams playing, and so you know the SEC is not cranking up until uh, late September. You know, this is this is the weekend we were supposed to start off the Big Ten. I believe mm-hmm. it was supposed to be uh, Wisconsin and Indiana going at it. Uh, no, uh, exactly. Nebraska, Purdue, as well. I think, right? I think yeah, it was, yep. something, whatever. I can't remember exactly what it was, but we were, we were supposed to have Big Ten football now, uh, and we don't. And so, because I mean, I, I do think it's partially the real world, and other things are just more interesting. And but like, it's not real yet. I do think once we once we do get the NFL kickoff next week, and that week two is got is a bigger slate. I do think, wait a minute, okay, now it is kind of on. And yeah. I, I've said all along through this, you know, the, the people who said, oh, the optics, the optics, what if we don't have players on campus? Well, as we've learned, optics, schmoptics, 99% <laughs> of college football fans do not care about regular students. They just want to see the ball kicked off. And college football is going to keep steamrolling. And even more than that, as we're seeing, cases are happening. You know, there's, you know, Auburn had a whole slew of problems. Oklahoma lost, I think, a whole position group for a couple of weeks. You know, South Carolina's got a thousand overall cases. Alabama's got a thousand overall cases. They're still going. They're practicing. College football is still happening through all this. So, you know, I, I have no clue what the right and wrong answer to all this is. Uh, but one, you know, group is trying to figure it out. One group is saying we don't want the risk tolerance. And hey, at least we're getting college football somewhat, some sort. And let's see how this all shakes out. 53 players, that's what the Big 12 says they need in order to field a team. Got to have a quarterback, six offensive linemen, and on and on from there. Jamie Pollard talked about that of Iowa State just the other day. A 53-man roster. We know it in the NFL. Okay. Is that okay in the college game? You got any problems? See any concerns that could crop up here? You know, if, 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 let's just talk straight football, stick to sports and not any of the ethical <laughs> aspects of this. Yeah, uh, yeah okay. Uh, it's fine. You get out there. You know, get out of sight. You know, hey, kid, you you want to go play football? Let's go. Uh, get them out there and get them on the field if you're going to do this. So I don't have a problem with the 53-man uh, thing. My overall problem is, is at the very least, no matter what side you believe on any and all of this stuff, 
at least, you know, go with it. My problem with, for example, the Big Ten and even the Pac-12 to a certain extent is they're still practicing. Like, I don't think game day is the problem. I mean, I'm not an epidemiologist by any stretch, of course, so I'm, you know, just saying this, but it's not like players are going to fall over on the field from COVID. You know, when they're playing the game, it's the it's the concerns of the travel, the practices, the anytime you get masses of people together, you know, doing things. And so if you're the Big Ten, like, OK, this part about it, I get if you're the you're on the, the parent side or the, you know, the side that you know, are yelling at Kevin Warren, everything like, OK, if you're going to shut things down, be consistent about it. You're like, why are you still practicing if you don't think it's safe to play at all? It just it doesn't make any sense. Uh, top five, let me see. Give me your top three teams. We know Ohio State's not playing. Is it is it is it, is it pretty easy exercise, or has you got to give it I some know. thought once you get to back? Well, you can t- take out Clemson, take out Alabama, then give me the next three for you. I mean, yeah, of course. So I mean, Georgia's should be right there. Yeah, talent wise, Georgia's as good as any as Clemson or Alabama. They just don't have the you know the trophies in the case like those two do. You know, Oklahoma's still good. Don't, you know, blow them off. I mean, not, you know, Spencer Rattler's going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, that team is still loaded. But um, now it's, it, what's going to be interesting about this whole season is it, it will, it, it will get, again, to be crass about this, keep your car on the road. Like, if you can keep, keep that thing going in the race and make sure your team is healthy, there are going to be blips. There are going to be times when guys uh, can't go, when certain position groups get hit where certain teams have a problem, and the healthiest teams are going to be okay. And so, like, this is a year if you're, you know, someone like a, you know, look right there, Iowa State. Yeah. You know, if you're Iowa State, you've got, a, you've got one of the star quarterbacks in the league. You've got a veteran team coming back. You're not as good as Oklahoma. You're not as good as Texas. But you could beat either of those teams on the right day. Keep your team, you know, health, as healthy as possible and keep everyone kind of locked in. And you got a chance there because there are going to be teams that are going to have to forfeit. There are going to be teams that are going to miss out. And then the biggest story that I think is going to happen over the next two weeks or so, the opt-outs. Mm. They're going to keep coming fast. Now that it's on, watch out. Like, LSU is going to lose a lot more players. It's crazy. We still have a – it's going to be – these guys have finally figured out, like, what are we doing here? Why am I risking millions of dollars yep. by playing college football in this weird season? And they're finally figuring out, yeah. Like if you're Justin Fields, you've got a probably a hundred fifty million dollar future plus ahead of you. What are you doing? Just put yourself in bubble wrap, keep yourself healthy, and then go make your money at the next level. Yeah, I'm with you on that LSU. A lot of uh, folks think LSU is a top five team, obviously based on their championship. But they boy, they just gutted though, Pete. They oh. just lost so yeah. much. I get they reload year after year. It's not a rebuilding process in Baton Rouge, but boy, oh boy, they lost some dudes. They did, and they are obviously going to drop. But look. Now we get to see, you know, that's, you know, why is Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, why are those four of those four? Because they lose guys every yeah. single year and have wholesale changes. The next guy up turns out to be awesome. Let's see if LSU's in that, in that bucket, too. I kind of think that they are. They're not going to do that again. But I think that they're right there and just good enough to be in there. But, but your, your previous question, it, it's going to be interesting because we're going to have to also get used to the idea of bad records mm-hmm. because we're used to the idea of, Teams being, oh, that's a seven and five team. Okay, oh, that's an eight and four team. Yeah, when three of your games are against, you know, Central Cupcake State, you know, and you, that's why they have these non-conference games to build up that base of two or three wins uh, to go off of. 
And now you're not going to have that. So now the, the idea of a five-win season is going to be the, 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 the benchmark. And it's going to be strange when you see you know, some teams that are pretty good that end up being three and seven or four and six because all of a sudden all they're doing is playing other conference teams. And if you look at it, it's crazy where I think the stat, like the SEC, I think only five of the SEC teams last year had a winning conference record. You know, so it's it's going to be kind of fun to see how this all shakes out. But look, from a strictly football standpoint, for one year in this quirky year, this could absolutely be amazing. If they can go off without a whole lot of hitches, the actual football itself is probably going to be as good as we've ever seen because there's no waste. There's no cupcake and there's no fluff games happening. Yeah, you know, this is a, it brings in so many different factors when you're trying to find that team that's 20 to 1. I think you can find a team that's got a decent price behind them that actually have a chance this year. You know, what if Trevor Lawrence. Maybe. I know I'm in the ACC as well. I've got another team. How about North, uh, North Carolina? Sam Powell's uh, back. I, I got a quarterback. They do. But the problem in North Carolina is that the ACC as a whole is not that awful. It's still Clemson and everybody else. Yeah. Uh, and Georgia Tech kind of stinks, but you don't have a Kansas or a Rutgers there. I mean, go right down the line. Boston College, Pitt, NC State, you know, Wake Forest, even Duke, you know, uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech. All those teams are going to beat everyone, meet each other up on a weekly basis. Uh, Notre Dame, if you look at their schedule, mm-hmm. that if they get they, they can get Clemson at home, they can have a home if they go undefeated. If they have if if Clemson and, and uh, Notre Dame end up end up beating each other and they play uh, in the ACC championship, Notre Dame's got a good enough team to get into uh, this thing. And again, like this is the year if you're going to take that mid range long shot, this is the year because. Heaven forbid, like you said, what happens if all of a sudden Trevor right, Lawrence Lord's decides, sick. you know what, I'm, I'm going to opt out. Yeah, or yeah. exactly. Or Alabama's like, you know what, half our team's just decided we're done with this. And look, you know, between all the different things going on in the real world, there is going to be some hiccups and some various other things. So from a strictly betting point, this is absolutely the year to go cha- uh, to go away from the chalk. And then, you know, it's probably going to be Clemson, Alabama. <laughs> yeah, fans. probably yeah, so. Yeah. Pete, thank you. I look forward to talking to you in the weeks ahead. Pete Futek, collegefootballnews.com. Thanks, Pete. Later, guys. Good talk to you. Pete Futek. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, find me that 2025 20, tool. What is North Carolina? Oh. You know what? Let's do take a break because we're way late. We, we are. And uh, also have some breaking news. Well, don't wait! Don't let us wait through the break. What do you got? Well, are you ready for Cal- Carol Baskin to be a part of your life again, as she was with Tiger Who's King? Carol? Oh, the Tiger! Li- no, no, no. Yeah, but not- you know what? We needed. No, I didn't need. We found time for them we because did. there was no sports. Well, this also has a sports angle. I'll tell you about oh, it when boy. we come back. Miller and Condon, fourteen sixty kegs and a whiskey of the year. Carol Baskin killed her husband. Whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Venom to tigers, they snacking. What's happening? Carol Baskin. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station. Where did you find that? 1460 KXNO? It's a big uh, big song on TikTok. Is it? My daughter is trying to get me to do the Carol Baskin dance with her. On TikTok. You'll never live it down, Trent. Uh, it's not happening. Good. It's not happening. I, I put a kibosh on that very quickly. Yep. 
TikTok, uh, becoming part of the lexicon of my kindergartner. Mm. Where is this world going? Really? Uh, well, so that's the Carol Baskin news you're referring to? Well, Carol Baskin uh, is going to be part of our lives. If you're a fan of Dancing with the Stars... Oh, thank God I'm not. And neither am I, but I know many people are. She's on. <laughs> she is going to be on it this year. Ugh. Still not enough to tip the balance for me to uh, to dive into that one, but... Vernon Davis, okay, he is yeah. a part of the crew. It was announced today. Uh, who else is in there that you might know? Charles Oakley? Yeah. You want to see Charles Good. Oakley doing a little dancing out there? And there's so many names on here that are supposed to be famous that I have no clue who they are. Another sports one, Johnny Weir, the former oh, yeah, ice skater. You, skater yeah. you see him on the Olympics coverage, and him and the, Lipinski. the derby coverage, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah they're always Although dressed not up. this year because there'll be no fans. Good call, yeah. yeah. But uh, that's just some of the group as it was announced today. The new crew for Dancing with the Stars. And they blew out Aaron Andrews. Oh, really? Yeah, they fired her in the, uh, whatever the guy's name. Uh, Tom, Tom Bergeron? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Tom, yeah. I don't know who the new hosts are. I don't care. I just know that... Um, does your wife like it? It does, and I was about to say, I know that it keeps my wife busy on Mondays and Tuesday nights, and for that I'm grateful. She used to, and I don't know if she still will with this crew. I have no idea. The other thing that was shocking to me, this is like season 29. No way. Season this, 20, because they the get states? Because they get... A season in the fall, and they'll do another one oh, in the spring. Right, right, right. Same thing with The Bachelor. They do that. So many of these shows. I mean, the TV environment's so different. Mm. And what's fall TV going to look like? There's been Football, production. baseball, <laughs> hockey, <laughs> basketball. Away from that. I don't know that. Hey, you know what? That This is crazy. And I, uh, so this goes to show you just how little I have in my life other than sports. The guy that died, the 43-year-old actor that died this week, Chadwick... Bozeman. Bozeman? Yeah. I have never heard of oh, him. Oh, really? And Twitter, I mean, there were so many people that this really affected. I'd never heard of this guy. Trent. He was in 42, the movie of Jackie Robinson. I don't, I don't think I saw it. But the biggest reason, I think, is he was the lead in Black Panther, which was the first superhero movie that had mm-hmm. been a huge part of our lexicon over the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. That was about somebody that was black, and mm-hmm. so many people jumped onto that. So I think that was a reason that it impacted a lot of different people, but just the news behind it, too, how yeah. he was battling this. And didn't let anybody know. Right. Uh, anyways, uh, Miller and Condon, David Kaplan, who interviewed Chadwick. Oh, really? Yeah, at some point. I think maybe before 42, because mm-hmm. Cappy posted some of that uh, uh, video on his Twitter page. Cappy will join us. Cubs, White Sox, Bears conversation off to Chicago. We go next. Miller and Condon until noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.